whenever I feel stuck or I feel like things aren't moving, I start to reflect and realize how far I've come. I I try not to look at just performances, but as a person and how much I've grown, you know, emotionally, spiritually. It's a really beautiful thing. If you're not growing anymore, I feel like there's something wrong. Hey everyone, Emily Abadi here. Last one, best one. Okay, I'm not choosing favorites, but you are listening to the final installment of this week's Turning the Page series on Hurdle, a wellness-focused podcast where I talk to inspirational people about everything from their highest highs and toughest moments to essential tips on how to live a healthier happier, more motivated life. We all go through our fair share of hurdles. My goal through these discussions is to empower you to better navigate yours and move with intention so that you can stride toward your own big potential. And of course, have some fun along the way. For this episode number 283, I am chatting with Emma Bates. She is a professional runner with ASICS. And man, was it so good to have the opportunity to catch up with her. The last time we sat down for the show was in Eugene back in summer of... 2021. Wow, time flies. And so much has happened since then. Emma fills me in on the year that was sharing her highs and lows, chatting about her experience both in Boston, placing fifth and top overall American in the marathon, and also the difficult time she had running the Chicago Marathon this past October, tearing her planter. Not so fun. She also shares the highs and lows of home ownership, having to deal with a plethora of unexpected things since purchasing her new home in Boulder, forcing her and her animals, including her two goats, to seek refuge in a couple of different Airbnbs. What I love most about this conversation, though, is the through line of Emma's power of perspective. This woman has been dealt some difficult cards this year, but she still shows up day in and day out with a smile on her face, thankful for what she has and doing the best she can with where she's at. I'm personally looking forward to cheering on Emma next month at the U.S. Olympic Marathon Trials. Make sure you're following along with Hurdle over on social. It's at Hurdle Podcast. I am over at Emily Abadi. And special shout out to the weekly Hurdle newsletter. It comes out today, if you're listening to this in real time, every single Friday. So much of the same inspiration and motivation you love from the show delivered directly into your inbox. It could not be more convenient. Lastly, I want to give some love to the sponsors that made the Turning the Page series possible. Asics and Hyperice, both instrumental in my day to day. There are exclusive offers from both of those brands in the show notes. With that, let's get to it. Let's get to hurdling. Today, I'm sitting down with the one and only Emma Bates. Emma, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I am good. 
for those of you that might be out of the loop, Emma freshly cut her own bangs. Yes. Um, again, uh, I'm glad that this is a podcast so nobody can see them. They're not they're not great. Um, I did them myself. And as one probably shouldn't ever, but especially in the state that I cut them in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh oh. Is there something that we should know? Oh, these are stress bangs, a hundred percent. What's stressing you out these days, Em? Oh, well, so ran Chicago, which was less than ideal because I ended up tearing my planner and just been dealing with the ramifications of that. And now I have like some post-tib stuff. So I'm trying to run. I'm trying to get ready for the Olympic trials that are February 3rd. And it's just been an uphill battle ever since Chicago, basically. Before Chicago, though, to be honest, um, it's been a weird past few months, if I'm, yeah. if I'm being real. Yeah. Yeah. And so when something like this pops up, not only the planter tear, but then you said dealing with some Tib stuff. I love that phrase, Tib stuff. <laughs> but when these things happen, where does your mental state go? Is it immediately frantic and then calm or calm until there's a reason to be frantic? Like, how do you usually react in these situations of the uncontrollable? I am usually pretty calm off the bat. And then I start to have my moments where I freak out. So I just, they're very fleeting, but when they wash over me, they're really intense. And I just like, you know, one day completely lost it. And like the whole day was just like, just dreadful. Um, it just felt like, you know, impending doom was upon me. And it's just like, where is this coming from? But I think I start to like bottle things up inside. Um, I try to like not be like a burden, not only to like myself, but to like others. And so like, I try to like act like everything's okay. And like, on the surface, it is fine. But then I start to like look inward and like really start to reflect on the way that I'm feeling. And then that's when I kind of lose it. And I really need to be better about like kind of talking through my feelings as I'm having them with people. But um, it is just something that I've, I I need to, you know, get better at. And we, we all kind of like push things down because everybody has something going on. You know, you don't want to be that person that's always like complaining about something or this and that. So I try to just um, compartmentalize a little bit and then have my moments to release all of that. So that day that I felt the impending doom upon me, I just like cried all day. And um, um, it felt so good. It was very cathartic. And so then the next day I just get up and do my thing again. Like we're just, you know, we have to just keep moving along. And um, yeah, I have like amazing people in my life in order for me to like want to get up in the morning and want to start my day and, and and talk to those people. So that's what I end up having to do to try to like get myself out of like a funky space is just like, you know, I have a lot of people that care about me and want to talk mm -hmm. to me. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Love that Emma is going deep right from the get-go. I'm here for it. So a couple of things to double click on. One, I love, although I know this part of the process is hard, the day that I'm going to feel all of my feelings, I too, and I'm sure many people listening to this can relate to that sentiment. I don't want to be a burden for others. So let me just be in my own ball of emotions. But so often we almost get down on ourselves for wanting to simply experience those emotions at all. Yeah. And I think that that's, that's the, the toughest challenge is like, you know, you, you try to be like this adult that has their shit together and, you know, I'm great. And like, you know, there's so many other 
like things going on in the world and like my you know small issue is nothing compared to like what's going on out there and so i try to like you know remind myself and give myself perspective it's like yes you can give yourself some grace sometimes but yeah like you know your life isn't hard. You're fine. You know, so that kind of gets me out of that, you know, uh, just funky space is just like knowing that it, it could always be worse, you know, like the perspective of that is really important, but allowing yourself to feel your feels because we all have, you know, our, our stuff and our issues. And so I think that's something that everybody needs to be little, just respect yourself and respect that you need to go through those emotions. It's like a yes and moment. It's like, (laughs) yes, respect yourself. And also you're allowed to feel right. Because God, have you ever actually known someone who constantly has their shit together? And it's true to be facts. Like it's not just a facade. I don't personally know anyone that has all of their shit together all the time. Yet we guilt ourselves into this place where we're like, well, that's how I should be though, right? Exactly. And that's uh, the problem with social media is everybody's posting, you know, 10% of their life. That's like all the happy moments and whatnot. And not very many people post, you know, the the sad stuff or the the stuff that's bothering them. And like, I think that's where we get into weird head spaces where we're like, yeah, like everybody else gets it and knows what they're doing. Like what's wrong with me? But yeah. no, no. Even the people that like I admire the most that come off as like the strongest people still have, you know, those, those days. And like, Emma Coburn, for instance, my teammate is just like the strong, one of the strongest women I've ever met in my life. But like, you know, she has her moments where, you know, things need to kind of slow down and she needs to be in her own space. And that's incredible that she, um, I have somebody like that. I mean, all my teammates are so good about like, you know, being these tough, you know, independent, strong women, but then being vulnerable at the same time. And it allows you to, you know, kind of have that space for yourself and give yourself that grace, knowing that all these amazing women that you look up to and admire are doing the same thing. Like you said before, knowing that there are people in your life that you can be open and vulnerable with uh, really helps you show up on the days that everything does feel like it's collapsing in around you. I feel like this discussion easily segueing us into one of the first questions I want to ask you as we do a little bit of reflection over the past year. If you had to choose a theme for 2023, now that we are headfirst into 2024, what do you think your theme of the year would be? Mm, I would say positivity because there's been so many weird things going on and I've I've tried to be like see the the positive factors of it all. So like breaking it down and like, you know, Chicago was a rough one, but finding all the like things that I can learn from it and turning it into a positive or this injury, you know, this injury is really tough and I'm going through a lot, but I'm, I'm trying to find the positive stuff that I'm like learning from it. And so, um, you know, Boston was such a a great experience and everything went perfectly. Um, so trying to hold on to that and like seeing the positive nature that that was and what went right and kind of going off of that. So yeah, just like trying to um, project positivity in order to like kind of bring it back. So not being negative, like I think I've gotten, you know, in the past where I like get bogged down by, you know, things that are hard or like things that like I, I think are unfair. And it's just, it starts to ruminate. And then like the universe starts to like give you more and more and more because, you know, you are kind of projecting that. And so mm-hmm. projecting positivity, um, it just, I see it everywhere now. So like, 
even if I'm going through a hard time, as long as like I'm staying positive and knowing that um, there will be progress, I see it everywhere, you know, and that's like such a wonderful way to look at the world. And it's really easy when you have um, two little positive um, little animals jumping around and doing their thing. Having two goats has been the most wonderful thing that I I think has happened in 2023. I thought goats were going to be theme of 2023, honestly, but I'm glad that you brought it into the fold, not me. Thelma and Louise, the two goats that joined the Bates household in 2023. I know you've talked about them on podcasts before. You talk about them and show them on social media. For anyone maybe new to you or unfamiliar with the fact that you have goats in your possession, please tell them what prompted this decision. (laughs) So uh, my boyfriend, Steve, and I, we ended up buying a house together in Boulder, Colorado and um, have a bit of land, but it's like so overgrown and like it's just it's messy. So I thought um, a great idea idea would be to get goats because they're, you know, natural lawnmowers. And so he was like, uh, yeah, like someday we could get them. And I, I, I took that as green light and I went, ended up in went and uh, got them at a farm and then brought them home that same day and then didn't tell him for a couple of weeks. And then he came to visit and lo and behold, we have goats now. And <laughs> they were like a month old, had to like bottle feed them for another month. And like, they are just the kookiest little creatures ever. Like I was obsessed with goats before, but like, I, I want all of the goats now. They are so much fun. I love the, uh, the language. So I took this as a green light and I decided on the same day to get some goats. Would you say that you are a pretty impulsive person? Absolutely. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) It's a problem. (laughs) And they have, it seems to be by the way that you talk about them brought you so much joy. So echoing again, that positivity outlook, you bring this positivity into your home. You're more likely to see that not only throughout your home, but then when you leave and so on. Exactly. No, I mean, it's just such a good reminder that like to kind of slow down and live, you know, moment by moment instead of, you know, living in the future, it just really grounds me and, and just having them, um, just, uh, enjoy life so fully every day. Um, animals are just amazing in that way. Like animals, children, I mean, they just like, they're so pure and innocent and lovely. So I am just so, so lucky to have them. All right. So theme of the year, positivity. Let's go now to proudest moment of the year. I'm interested to know or to hear where you go with this one, because I have some thoughts, but yeah. (laughs) Proudest moment of the year, Emma. So I I feel like a lot of people would think Boston performance was, um, you know, the highlight of the year. Um, I I led the race for for most of the way and ended up taking fifth, which was amazing, PRing by like a minute. That was really special. And a lot of people took notice of that. And that was, I took a lot of pride in that, but I wouldn't say that is my biggest accomplishment of the year. I really do think that um, Chicago was a better performance for me than Boston. And a lot of people don't understand that or appreciate that. But um, going into Chicago was really challenging um, in the like personal 
um, side of it. Like I was just really stressed going into Chicago. We bought a house in the summer, Steve and I, but um, there were so many problems with it. And I ended up being displaced from the home for like the full month leading into Chicago. And that was just a really stressful time. And it's hard for me to like really be in my right mindset when I'm not in my home and like my animals are kind of all over the place. Like I had to find people to, to watch them while I was staying in Airbnbs and hotels and whatnot. And so I just felt unsettled. Um, so going into that race, like I was really excited and very fit, but I knew that there was some, you know, underlying like stress there. And then getting halfway through that race in like, you know, PRing in the half marathon in route to, you know, the full marathon, um, was insane. Like that was a really big deal for me. Um, but then hurting my foot in the race, um, and not only finishing that race, but finishing it in like a two twenty five time. And, you know, still one of the top Americans, you know, I think I took 13th, like to me, that is like such a big performance and a bigger accomplishment than Boston because I got through that. Like I was stressed and I was really injured um, and I still was able to pull through and, and finish that and be proud of it. Like I, I look back and I'm, I'm bummed that it kind of played out the way it did, but I'm still like incredibly proud of myself and didn't realize that I could do such a hard task. Um, so just finding a new level of respect and um, strength in myself was probably the biggest accomplishment. I love hearing that. And it is so interesting, right? It's not that we can't learn from some of our highest moments, but it usually is the ones that are truly difficult. The ones where sometimes we may feel as though there's an ounce of failure to it, that those moments are the ones that really give us something to think about, to learn from and move forward. And that's exactly what you did with a tough time in Chicago. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, on paper, it like doesn't look like anything to anybody, but the, the real ones know that like the, the stuff that I was under and like still am under with just everything, you know, going on right now, um, is, is something that like really is meaningful to me. So yeah. people can show up for you on your best days. And like, that's great. Like, that's awesome. But it's on your, you know, less than ideal days or worse days that um, really mean a lot to me. And the amount of people that reached out to me and just, you know, the amount of people that like can relate to a bad race too, as opposed to a good race is insane. So like just hearing other people's stories and knowing that there are others out there that are going through similar challenges or injuries or whatever they may be going through is really something that um, I appreciated in this year is just like talking to people and kind of like sharing and, and relaying stories with one another and hearing how, you know, resilient other people are. And that just gives me a lot of inspiration and hope. Yeah, for sure. There's a statistic that something like 80% of our thoughts throughout the day somehow are typically negative, which is absolutely frightening, right? <laughs> so to know that, yes, I am feeling some kind of way, I'm having these not so stellar thoughts, to know that in those situations, you are not the only one, that these vulnerable moments, these difficult moments, they are generally more relatable for a reason, because those are most of the feelings, the moments that all of us are dealing with on the regular. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's so fun to do the race recaps that I do on Instagram. I have like a 17 part series on, you know, all 
my races that I do, my marathons, and I like to share the thoughts that are going through my head. And it's so funny because I think these are, you know, thoughts that everybody has, but then people start to tell you, you know, like, I didn't realize that, you know, elite runners have these same thoughts and same, you know, uh, issues going on and troubles and hardships, you know, throughout the race or, you know, before the race even. And so it's so funny that like, we are all so connected and so much alike. Like we are all going through, you know, the, the similar things when we're, we're running a marathon, like it's always hard for everybody, but it's, it's funny putting it into, into words. People are like, wow, like that's, that's insane. Like I had all those same thoughts and same feelings and it really is a metaphor for life. That's so true. You, before you were talking about being a little bit all over the place out of your routine because of what's going on with the house and your living situation. I think that concept of feeling a little bit sporadic, being a little bit all over the place, especially coming off of the holidays, maybe not being in your normal routine, really, really relatable stuff. When you aren't in your normal routine, maybe it's because you are traveling for work, uh, traveling to race or doing whatever it is. What recommendations do you have for someone so that they can feel better in their own body when they're out of their element? Yeah, I think it's just trying to find something that does ground you. Um, whatever that may be, it's like, I, I am really attached to my routine. So whenever I am, you know, at other places, like I'm at an Airbnb right now, cause I'm still displaced from my house, but it's like trying to find little things to make sure that like, I, I feel like a bit of normalcy. So, um, just trying to like, I really enjoy mornings. So I've been waking up really early in the morning to, um, go and, and work out and do my thing. And I love the morning ritual. So like having coffee and toast and everything like that. So just finding like little things to make you excited to like get up in the morning. And those are the little things that I like to do. But if you're like on the go or traveling, you know, I mean, just like treating yourself to, to whatever it is that you look forward to. Like if it's at the airport, like for me, whenever I go to the airport, for some reason I have to have like a bag of M&Ms and that's just like what I do. And so I get excited to like, you know, go to the airport and get my bag of M&Ms. And I think I'm so like, I mean, this is so many people, but so ritualistic. And so I don't know, I, I look forward to the same thing over and over again, but I know that's what I enjoy and it, it does ground me and it makes me feel like um, I have a sense of control or a sense of normalcy. Taking a break from today's episode to give some love to the two sponsors that make this week's Turning the Page series possible. First up, got to give some love to my dear friends at ASICS. Listen, 2024, all about living your life with a sound mind, sound body, which is why ASICS is providing her to listeners with an exclusive deal to encourage you to move your mind with ASICS in the new year. I am obsessed with my ASICS sneakers. I'm a big gel Nimbus fan. I just got a sneak peek of the 26s. Spoiler alert, they're great. And then the Nova Blast, another go-to. Head on over to ASICS.com and use code HURDLE10 at checkout to get $10 off orders of 100 or more now through January 14th. Again, that's code HURDLE10. Use it at checkout at ASICS.com. 
Also, I'm literally sitting here looking at my Hypervolt, so I have to give props to the good people at Hyperice for coming back into the Hurdle sponsorship fold. When it comes to next level warm-up and recovery technology, including their Hypervolt Percussion Massage, Normatech Air Compression Tech, and Venom Heat and Massage wearables, Hyperice has something for everyone. Move better in 2024 with up to 15% off the entire Hyperice product suite designed to help you hit your goals. Use code HURDLE15 at checkout at hyperice.com to redeem your exclusive discount. Now of note, the code is good for up to 15% off, but only 5% off sale items. Again, head to hyperice.com, use code HURDLE15 at checkout to get a discount today. not getting down on yourself about romanticizing your own life. I think it's awesome that like you have this tradition where you buy a bag of M&Ms in the airport. <laughs> I have this weird tradition that whenever I'm on the way home from a trip, I write a letter to someone in my life. Like I have a journal that's just letters to people. I think I've only ever sent one. I've been doing this for, I mean, longer than I can remember now, but uh, we all have these small things that are routines that help us just stay grounded and the chaos that is going on all the time. You you shared a little bit about this post-tib nagging situation. Uh, would you say that's been one of your most difficult moments of the year? I think it's one of, but it's mostly... So with the house situation and everything, we had like a bunch of leaks in the house. We brought in like a plumbing company and they ended up um, finding asbestos, but They didn't find the asbestos until there was an asbestos spill. So I ended up, they ended up having to throw away all of my belongings. So that was really difficult to just like not have anything in my house anymore. Like everything's gone. So that was really, really tough. And that was stressful. And that was definitely weighing on me. But um, going through an injury, it's hard, but there's like, progress and small like little victories that you can kind of like gear towards and be excited about. So I've never been seriously injured before, but this is um, a whole new adventure. And I'm like treating it as like an adventure, like it's exciting because, you know, um, I get to like test myself and test my mental fortitude or my physical fortitude. And that is something that I've never had to do before. So like going to our gym every day, you know, and I'm like on the bike for like two hours and, um, I'm like realizing like, wow, like I am putting in a lot of you know, time and effort here. And I'm going to see like progress eventually. And so I have seen so much progress. And with this post tip stuff, it's like, okay, um, we're going to have to take some time off and get some strength exercises going. And so I just kind of focus on those strength exercises and try to get better at those. And then kind of see like small progresses every day, every week, you know, you're just like really focus on the here and now. And that's kind of gotten me through the day to day. It seems monotonous on the outside, but there's, there are these small things that you can like really focus on. And that's kind of gotten me through. And that's been the exciting part of like this injury process is just like something new every day to focus on. Quote, the exciting part of this injury process. Firstly, I'm so sorry to hear about the complications with the house. I cannot even fathom what it's got to feel like to kind of start from zero 
listening to you talk about your mindset, despite things being in a way that you hope that they weren't, it's so beautiful to hear the acceptance of where you're at. And I believe that many people, this is the foundational issue, right? It's a resistance to embrace what is and wanting something that isn't. Mm -hmm. And by being in this place of embracing what is, now you have the upper hand. You have the opportunity to do all of this reframing, which you're doing so well, and then learn from this difficult situation. But you can't get to this place where you're actually capable of learning until you truly accept this is how it is now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's like the beauty of it is like you, there's so many things in this world that we can't control, but we can control our attitude. And I think that's something that, you know, so many people kind of lose sight of. It's like, you could be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening to me. It's like, well, wait, maybe reframe it and be like, why is this happening to me? And maybe I need to learn something throughout this process. And maybe this is my opportunity to grow. And that's like something that I've always kind of tried to reframe and get perspective on. Like when my father died in 2016, I tried to be like, instead of why me, why me, my, why me and why him, why, why our family, why this and that. It was more like, let's see what, you know, the universe kind of wants us to like figure out throughout this whole process. And then getting a divorce in 2020, it was like, you know, I, I, I made sure to realize like this is happening for a reason. You know, I'm, I'm a firm believer in like everything happens for a reason. That's kind of like my spirituality and like trying to accept what the universe has given you and make your way through it and try to figure out what it is um, that it's trying to tell you. And that's something that has been um, a huge factor in my life and has brought me to be the person that I am today. And I'm still learning and still growing and I'm never done learning and growing. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. It also brought you again, two goats. So really <laughs> this is a win win situation. I know this is kind of a landmine to drop on you, but I'm going to try it here. You know, Times person of the year was Taylor Swift. If Emma Bates had to choose a person of the year from 2023, who would Emma Bates choose? Oh my gosh, you're really putting me on the spot. That's I know. I mean, def so as lovely as Taylor Swift is, I don't really think she should have been time a person of the year, but there's a lot of other people doing a lot more in this world and people that I don't even know that are doing a lot in this world. And I think it should be that person that nobody knows about that's doing the most. And so whoever that may be, I don't think I have like a specific person, but who do you think has been um, really instrumental in helping you keep this mindset that is so valuable? I would say like my teammates are always people that I really look up to. My coach is somebody that has great perspective on not just training, but on life. And they realize that, you know, it's not just about running. It's about you as a person and everything going on. And I think that I've really been able to be in the mindset that I am because of just watching them kind of navigate through life and navigate through their injuries or troubles or things like that. And I think, um, 
you know, having a very strong relationship also has helped me find meaning and positivity um, in a way that I never did before. I think being in a really healthy relationship means a lot. I was in a very toxic relationship for a very long time, and it just makes you realize like um, how bogged down you are by that and like how Mm. you can't really look outward and you're not able to extend yourself just because you're kind of going through like this um, really tough, you know, like time with yourself and and that relationship that is like just kind of bringing you down and you're not really able to see who you're meant to be or who you are because yeah. of that you know toxicity so that has helped me a lot um also being in a relationship with somebody that like really understands running and understands what running and life balance need and it's not just about you know performance or this and that it's about you know like how you are truly feeling as an individual and trying to um build yourself as not just a runner but as a person and beyond and that has been a big difference in um just like how i view myself like knowing that this person thinks i'm so strong and so you know um have has a lot more to give than just you know running performances or times or this and that even like social media like there's just so much more to a person so like knowing that i am that to somebody is is huge Again, sometimes, you know, you you say something and it kind of takes me aback because I'm thinking of the person who's listening to this and maybe they can really relate. So speaking so openly uh, about how you feel as though you're in a much better place now being in a healthy relationship with the uh, perspective that you have now looking back on uh, 2020 and before that. Uh, what advice would you offer to someone who feels as though maybe they're spinning their wheels in the mud stuck in something that's a bit more toxic? let go of that toxicity if you can. I mean, it's really hard to become aware of it. So when you're in it, it's, it's really hard to see. Um, I don't know when basically like something big had to happen for me to realize how toxic that relationship was and how rough it was, um, on my psyche and like my growth as a person. Um, so once that big thing happened, I was able to then see things from the outside. Um, So many people had told me about how toxic it seemed and I didn't listen. So it's really hard to be there for somebody when they don't want to hear it. You're just kind of always looking at those things um, in rose colored lenses. And that's, that's really tough. So you really have to take a step back in order to see what is actually going, going on. And that's, so much easier said than done. So mm. you you just have to know that you deserve more. Deep down, we know, like I had such a gut feeling for so long about how toxic this relationship was, but I didn't I didn't act on it. I didn't um, trust myself. So I guess that's the biggest thing is like trusting yourself and trusting that that gut feeling, those red flags that are, you know, kind of going off in your head are there for a reason. Like something is wrong here and you needed to either get out or change something. Yeah. And this even circles back to our conversation when we were talking about injury before, right? And getting to a place where you admit and come to terms with what is so that you can take appropriate action to step forward. These lessons that we learn, they're not isolated, right? They happen these moments, they happen, albeit maybe they're difficult, but for us so that we can take that knowledge and use it. So 
uh, knowing that a, it's completely understandable that you feel trapped or unsure or whatever the case may be, but then B that you have an opportunity to do something about that. Those are two really valuable lessons to learn to then be able to move forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now, Emma, what excites you? What's exciting you right now? I'm really excited about like the the path that I'm going to be on is such a different path than what I thought I was going to be on. And that's that's always really exciting too. like, you know, everything with the house, you know, it's, it's completely torn apart. But now we get to start fresh and now we get to make it our own. And now I get to, you know, go and you know, buy all these different things like different clothes and shoes and all this stuff that like, you know, um, just trying to find the opportunities that the world has given me. And obviously being injured isn't the most ideal thing going into the Olympic trials, but this is something so different and unique. And I can really not prove myself, but pr- maybe prove to myself that I can go through something like this and still come out on top. However, that may be, I don't really care mm-hmm. how I do at the Olympic trials, but I just want to do my very best and know that like I laid it all out there. I did everything I could along this way to get to that starting line in the best way that I could. So that's, that's something really just making me excited to get up in the morning is just like, what is today going to bring? You know, like, I don't know, it could be bit good. Or it could be bad but let's just, let's just see. That's, that's life, you know, like you never really know what's going to happen. Yeah. I appreciate the thought process on, I'm going to do what my best is on that day. Meeting again yourself with where you're at. It's so easy to hold ourselves to either a previous standard or maybe something that's not entirely rooted in realism. Right. But to show up on in February and say, Today, I'm going to give what I have in this moment. There's a lot of grace, and that's just a really beautiful approach to have. Yeah, and I think because I'm so happy in my personal life, like even with all this chaos going around, like I'm still the happiest I've ever been. So realizing that it doesn't matter the outcome on that day, like I'm still going to be that same person. I'm still going to be happy and like have all these wonderful things to go off of. And it's not just, yeah, one race doesn't define you. We love happy Emma. You said you're on a trajectory right now that is completely different than you ever imagined. How so? I mean, I've never been injured before. So this is like such a different um, thing for me. And I kind of envisioned like, you know, from the previous Olympic trials, like I really thought I was going to make that team in 2020 and I didn't. And I thought, you know, like if I just, you know, put myself into training and get better that it was just going to happen, like, you know, just naturally. But, Mm -hmm. um, it makes you realize like, just because you, you know, you put in the work and everything doesn't mean like you have entitlement to it. So again, there's all these people vying for, you know, a top three spot for the Olympics. And yeah, I mean, it could go to anybody and that's something that you have to be okay with. And I don't think that's a mindset I would have had if I didn't have an injury going into it. I don't think if Chicago went the way it did, I think if, um, I performed the way that, um, I could have like on my best day, I think I just would have been like, Oh yeah, this, this spot is mine. Like the top three spots. So it, it 
levels you, you know, it humbles you and it makes you realize like, you know, the, the marathon doesn't owe you anything. The world doesn't owe you anything. You have to keep like, you know, grinding it out and work hard. And at the end of the day, your best is, is all there is. And so that's, um, again, just a beautiful thing to learn about life. You know, like I just, (laughs) I'm just trying to, to keep that rhythm of just, you know, um, as long as I, I do what I can, that's, that's it. You know, that's all I that's can control. do the best you can with what you have. What is something that you want to do more of in 2024? Um, it's since, you know, with this injury and with all the house stuff and everything, my mind has just kind of been, um, a little lost and I haven't been able to like extend myself to others. And I just really want to help others more and more. And I really was hoping to do that in this new year, but with everything going on, it just kind of set me a little bit back. And that's always what I want to aim for is like, be a voice for people that, you know, um, don't have one or maybe aren't, um, able to voice what they, what they really care about. And I, I want to do that. I, I know that I have such a great platform on Instagram and beyond. And I think that I can really make some changes. I just need to figure out what those changes need to be or want to be or wherever we need it in this world or this facet of life. Like running is such an incredible community. And I feel like once you spread one thing, like it's just like wildfire. I'm really passionate about women's rights and just trying to get more involved in empowering women, not just like women's rights, but just like uplifting women as much as I can. So if I can do that and even a small way. Like that's something that I'm really excited about in this new year is just, you know, making sure other women know that, you know, you don't need to dim your light. We, we all can be as shiny and sparkly as we can be. And that's, that's, what's going to make this world a better place. Well, I know your sponsor at ASICS is definitely listening to this. So let's definitely figure out how we can empower some more women in 2024. You know that that's where I'm at too. And it would be so fun to do it together. Right now, I'm looking at the beginning of 23. You have an opportunity to offer yourself a piece of advice, knowing what you know now at the top of 2024. What do you tell yourself? Um... Progress is inevitable. Ooh, how would you say progress has been inevitable for you this year? Whenever I feel stuck or I feel like things aren't moving, I start to reflect and realize how far I've come. So not just in this year, but over like, you know, my entire lifetime, you have to look back and realize like how far you've come um, and not just, you know, I I try not to look at just performances, but as a person and how much I've grown, you know, emotionally, spiritually, all these things. And it's just like, it's a really beautiful thing to realize that we're, if you're not growing anymore, I feel like there's something wrong. You're not looking inward enough. You're not experiencing enough. Um, you're not putting yourself, um, into challenging circumstances. I think we always need to challenge ourselves in order to grow. So as long as you're doing that progress is, is, it's going to happen. I love that. Emma, for those that don't follow along with you just yet, give us the details. How do they keep up with you on social? 
Uh, mostly just Instagram. Emma Janelle Bates is my handle. So check me out there. There's a lot of um, race recaps, but I'm also hoping to spread some information about, you know, being injured and kind of going through that process. When I, you know, am through this injury process, it's hard to like when you're in it to like, uh, educate people enough um, on like what to do when you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> so <laughs> once I figure out like the best possible route that people can take for something that I'm going through, um, I'm going to share that. She's going to share it. I'm over at Emily Body and at Hurdle Podcast. Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time. <laughs>